Hello. I'm Emily. And I'm Molly. And you're listening to Stupid Genius. Stupid Genius. And we've got someone else in the podcast room with us today. I'd like to introduce you to my niece, Aurora. Do you want to say hello, Aurora? Hello. Hello, Aurora. How are you feeling? Good. Do you feel famous? Mm, Kind of. (laughs) You basically are famous now. Which is amazing. And for it to all happen on your eighth birthday weekend is pretty epic, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You sound really excited about it. (laughs) We'll let you know what the listeners think. Yeah. So before me and Emily get started with our usual episode, we thought it'd be fun for you to come and say hello to our listeners, but also maybe to answer a couple of questions. Oh. Oh, Oh, we didn't warn you about this one. Do you feel like you're at school? Oh, yes. (laughs) One, how was your birthday? Good. What did you do for it? Well, I went to Comic-Con and took a picture with the Salvatore brothers. We did, didn't we? So if people aren't aware, we talked about this ages ago. This was Molly's kind of stupid because she spent a lot of impulsion. She, she impulsively bought tickets to Comic-Con, but actually paid off because it was well, a really good day. The tickets weren't that expensive. The photo opportunity that I crazily, <laughs> on a whim, decided to buy to meet the Salvatore brothers... Yeah, it was pretty expensive. And how long did we get with them, Laura? About... Like 30 seconds. About 30 seconds. <laughs> but, but the photo looks really good. The photo I'm literally, like, beaming in the picture. Um, and it was fun. It was awkward in a way, but it was so quick. It was almost... You didn't have time to feel awkward. Yeah, yeah. What did you say to them? Just hi. And that was that. Literally hi. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like... Yeah, you could only say hi and then picture and then go out. Go and out. And get your picture. That was it, wasn't it? And what then was you what did? was the rest of Comic-Con like? Uh, good. I got some. I got a choker. I saw in the picture. It looked really cool. And it's a Wednesday one, I've isn't it? I brung it. It's over there. And I've got some. I've got some um, earrings. Amazing. And I got some posters, but I got um, um, three posters for free. Well, you bought two and he gave you two for free, didn't he? Which yeah. was really nice of because him. Because it was my birthday. Oh, I And you got a Hellfire t-shirt as well, yeah. didn't you? I saw that. I want that t-shirt. It was a really so, cool t-shirt. It was a pretty epic day. Now, for a more serious... And then you took a picture of Professor Snape. I did. Oh, no way. I did. With actual Professor... Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, That's Aurora. Cool. I met actual Professor, Professor Snape. Snape. Yeah. Um, and he was so cool. And I went to him. When he was walking past, I went... <gasps> There's Snape. And then he turned around and was like, it's Professor Snape. No, it's not. <laughs> and then I was a bit scared. And then later on, I went up to him and denied, you were quite embarrassed. Yeah. And I was like, can I have a picture with you, please, Professor Snape, please, sir? And he was like, because you asked so nicely, you can have one. And then he, he then cursed me, didn't he? And was like, I'll see you in the hog's head. Oh, no. It was really cool. So last question for you, Aurora, before we crack on with our usual episode. What do you think Hansi Mole does at work here? Um, What's my job? I don't know. What What do you reckon? You work at a university. Yeah. And then you teach teenagers. Basically. Yeah. Like 19-year-old, 18-year-old. Yeah. And who am I to Molly? A friend. Am I the only friend? <laughs> no. <laughs> We've established that. We've established that now because on the way here on the train, Aurora very astutely asked me, is Emily your only friend? <laughs> but then you did correct yes. yourself to, is Emily your only university friend? Which I said, no, she's not, but she's she's my main friend. <laughs> she's got, we've established it. She's got Ronnie and Abby. Yeah, well, I've got the, the two cats. Yeah. <laughs> and Lloydie. And Lloydie. And me. And you, exactly. 
That's perfect. Do you want to say bye to the listeners? Bye bye. Now we've got rid of it. <laughs> that was a little bit novel, wasn't it? I know. We're going to crack on with our streets I actually now, want to hear the whole episode. Hey. Look. You can't get rid of me. You're my only friend. <laughs> I just really like the variety. Oh, bless I liked her. how she she asked you that. That made me really happy. I know. You it must talk me, about me a lot. It made me really worried. Well, to be fair, I've talked about you like a lot the last day because I was introducing the idea of her coming to meet you. Yeah. And, like, yeah. You know, that's honestly why, Emily. That's the <laughs> yeah, only yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only possible reason it could be. Not that I'm your only friend. Yes. I talked about you the weekend, don't worry. I Thank showed you. everyone the photo of you meeting. <laughs> oh, great. So all your really cool, edgy friends are going to think I'm an absolute fucking weirdo. I was like, look, she's so happy. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super yeah. cool with it. Oh, Otherwise, you would have spent the money. <laughs> Ian was so fit in real life, though. Seriously, <laughs> the one that was smiling, Damon. Yeah, yeah, Whereas, he was. He was the eyes. His oh, eyes. those twinkly blue eyes. If by some god's miracle that we one day end up famous, and Paul Wesley listens to this podcast, yeah, Paul, mate, just smile, just <laughs> pretend to be happy, like literally. People paid a lot of money to be there. People paid so much money and I get that it must be tiring to like stand there and do these photo opportunities and it's probably not the career perk of his life, right? He probably wants to be an actor still. He's yeah. not. He's doing Comic-Con, right? Yeah. So it's like people are paying literally like £120 per photograph. Literally. Yes, that's literally how much I paid. I know it's embarrassing. And then um, we're talking 30 seconds, right? And there's hundreds of people. Can someone do the maths? That's thousands of pounds. Yeah, yeah. And he can't smile for it. He was like, there's too many people. Mate, I have been a receptionist where I've had to smile, plaster mm-hmm. a smile on my face yeah. for 12 hours a day for like £8 an hour. Literally. I've, I've done, I've put on a smile for less. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So part of me And also, feel... you're nothing without your fans. So <laughs> we know. You're nothing <laughs> without me. But no, so true. Like, the fans is what make them famous and what make them of course it have is. a successful career. So Of course it is. So yeah, if you're listening, Paul, you know, sort yourself out a bit. <laughs> anyway, what's your stupid M? <laughs> my stupid is... Is. Oh, just time management, really. Again? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Shocker. Um, it's summer, so it's like you're trying to have it both, but I don't think you can when doing a PhD or when coming up to this, the end end uh, tail of the PhD. So I had hosted at the weekend. You hosted um, a lot of people as well. Nine right? people, yeah. That's a lot. There was, um, there was a lot of people sleeping on the floor. I also have mice, and that just happened. That just came... Uh, yeah, I found that out two days before they they were coming and we could hear them burrowing in the walls all night. And like, especially when one of your guests is, like, scared of mice. Absolutely terrified of mice, but yeah. we didn't get any sleep because it, we could just hear them all night. So what are you going to do then? Because that's not just, like, a hosting problem, that's, like, a living there problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I called my landlord out and that's a whole other issue, but he was like, <laughs> you need to do it yourself. What? Um, yeah, he's like, it's not my job. And I was like, "You're I, the landlord." I'm pretty sure it is your job. And he tried to charge me for the um, for the mice traps and stuff like that. So I was like, "I don't think I should be paying for this." And then no. he was, he and then he called me, and then he said, "Well, you could drive that big van without scratching it." And I went, "What does that mean, Mike?" He went, "Well, you're quite um, a liberal, capable woman. <gasps> um, what, like, you can't can't do a few ma- mouse traps." I went, "I have my limits," and there's a there's like. You know, also, it's not, it's, your, it's not my job. It's, I it's, I said, not it's not a not factor whether you can or can't do it. It's whether you should or shouldn't. And you shouldn't have to do that. You're paying a higher 
amount of rent yeah. in order for him to manage the flat fee, do you know yeah. what I mean? And make sure that it's livable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what a nice. Um, and to it, throw the woman card at you. Do you know oh I mean? my God, yeah. Because then he's doing that. I was like, well, okay, I can drive a big van around without scratching it. That means I can do anything. But it's almost like he's trying to say it so you'll be like, oh yeah, I am. Is it like to prove him? Yeah, yes, I am a capable woman, so yeah. I will do it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's almost like a manipulation thing. Yeah, well, I said it's doing damage to your property. So it's, yeah. he said it's your kitchen. I went, no, no, I rent from you. It's yeah. your kitchen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that was that was fun while I was trying to cook for nine people. He was coming in and setting rat traps and teaching me how to set rat traps. What, was he there while they were there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, he was there for far God. too long. And I was like, Mike, can I get back to my guests? Like, yeah, fuck hurry off. up. Um, so then that happened. Yeah. So I hosted all weekend. They left on Sunday evening. And then I um, had my mum come in on Monday to Friday. Um, what, your mum's here now? She's, she will be arriving in a few hours. Emily, I love your mum, I love your friends, I don't know them, but I'm sure they're great. That's too much for you, Yeah, I know, and then I'm going to Bristol on the Friday. So, yeah, so I, um, I've overdone it, really, but my mum's like, it's okay, I know you're working, and I have got, like, participants in all day, and, uh, yeah, I just, I just, like, I don't know, I I just said yes to them all. Yeah. And this is, this is where I used to be like, and this is what I used to do constantly, and I'm a little bit more aware of it and I do it less, but like, I just couldn't say no. You know, when you like say no so long and you're like, this is happening. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Listeners, if you can hear a strange noise in the background, my niece is um, in the back of the studio and she's sucking on a frub, which yeah. if people don't know what that is, it's like a, a yogurt in a tube. Yeah. So, so you really have that. to suck it up. You have to suck it up. You do, but that's a lot. Well, you one. have to suck it up, listener. <laughs> and she has to suck up the. <laughs> it's all professionalism here. And in exactly. case you haven't noticed, we are still in the rubbish studio with the rubbish mic but next week i think we'll be back in the normal studio so if the sound is still a little bit iffy that's why please be assured we'll be back to normal we next promise, week we hope so what's your so that's my stupid just literally saying just bless you yeah and i know what you mean sometimes there are these things where you literally feel like you can't say no to or you don't want to the things that you don't want to miss but when they mm-hmm. happen in quick succession it's really tricky it's really hard just make sure you take a real genuine break maybe not from work but just from everything else i know i don't have a break until probably september so i've just got to power through this month yeah and you know we're halfway there exactly yeah exactly what's your stupid um so my stupid is that i haven't thought of a stupid <laughs> um <laughs> oh my god sorry 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 to interject i just turned that's absolutely vile. i just turned to the left of me and i know this is not great because this is an audio file but there is maybe a squish bogey oh. <laughs> No, 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 no. On the glass next to me. If any of my friends that do actually exist, I promise, and listen to this, they will know that I cannot deal with with bogeys or things. No, 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 no. I can't can't even. Emily, can you please put something in front of that? Yes, I can. Oh, no, 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 don't stick something. No, don't stick something to it. Just turn your chair. It's stuck. It's stuck. No, please don't. I can't go near it. I'll just turn Just turn your chair. Okay. Oh my god, that's too much. I actually feel nauseous. And now, okay, it's proper glued on there. My stupid is that I'm sat in this room on a rainy Wednesday morning, Monday. What? (laughs) What? My stupid is that I'm here right now. You're what? I'm here right now. Yeah. No, I'm joking. It's not ready. Yeah, I'm staring at this. (laughs) Oh, Oh, rank. Okay, so sorry, guys. We're back. (laughs) We're here. We're we're doing this. My stupid is that I drove three and a half hours to Newport to go to Comic-Con <laughs> and then three and a half hours back in the same day. 
in the same day. Yeah, it was a lot of driving actually. Yeah, I yeah. was really I am tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I obviously Yeah, yeah. you I think love, it's Wednesday. I, I think it's Wednesday. I love having my niece with me, but I also had her and her little brother who's it's wonderful. I love it. But it's tiring. Like yeah, you mums, especially you mums that do PhDs, and I want to do an episode on this, mums that do PhDs, because holy shit, that is a whole nother level. I don't know how you do it. Oh my god, you're, and, you're tired from the baby that you're carrying your PhD by the way. The baby Yeah, the, the PhD. The baby. PhD PhD baby you come home I know I come home from work and then all I do is literally melt onto the sofa oh honestly I couldn't imagine having to then go home and then care for yeah several different people and like yesterday obviously was Aurora's birthday so I was like super keen on trying to make it a really fun day because yeah. it's her first birthday not being at home so I was like I was uh, being anti fun anti mom all day so I'm yeah. knackered man so yeah driving three and a half hours there and back was probably not a great idea i mean if you're an international listener particularly i know like listeners in america are probably thinking that's for cool you know in the uk we don't do that much driving do we it's well, a long way yeah it is a long way i think for most people that is a uh, quite quite far people yeah. don't usually do that it was quite nice because me and my sister like aurora had her headphones in most of the time so me and my sister got to proper chat which we don't really get to do that often without interruptions so that was quite nice yeah yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's it. So what about you? What's your genius for the week? My genius is... I'm just... I'm having really productive weeks. And I sent off, hopefully, the final draft of chapter one. Or chapter... Like, I think it'll be... I think actually, realistically, it'll be chapter two because I'll have a lit review before that. But oh, yeah. it's my first chapter that's going to be, like, confirmed. Which is cr- crazy saying that to you. Because so you've got a whole, like... I saw your printed version. It's crazy. It's all... Well, we're very diff. They're very different projects, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I'm hoping because it's just this one's been a bit of a trauma for me. <laughs> it's all the trauma. It's just going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And there's just like this. I had a meeting to be like, what? What is missing? Why are we? Why can't we? What's going on? Because I'm lost in it. We're lost in it. Yeah, you feel like it's just pinging back and forth. Like what? And we had a really productive meeting, and um, we clarified some things, and we discussed some things. And I really felt like I could answer all the questions that were given me as well in a way that not me being like scrambling for answers, but in a way that I feel like I could justify what, what I thought. That's such and a that nice was really idea. good. And then I literally, yeah. And then that evening I did all the edits that they said, sent it off. And hopefully by the end of the month, I'll have it confirmed. Oh my God, that's so exciting. I know. Hopefully even earlier, you know, like if they've already seen most of it, it's not like they need to do it. But we're going to have a meeting on the 22nd of August right. just to discuss it again. Um, and do final tweaks, and then it's going to be locked in, locked and loaded, locked baby. In. And then it's on to chapter two. And do you know what? Now you've got that first chapter locked in, I bet the second and the third will come. Yeah, because so the first one was a survey and it was so complicated in, in terms of we didn't find anything massive. We didn't find a big, big finding. We weren't like, whoa, okay, that's what we write about. It was, we found this, but it could also mean this. We found this, but of course, and try and explain all the different sort of timeline you know have you seen loki is what i'm like picturing in my head yeah. have you seen loki in like the one timeline and when the yeah yeah the timeline starts to split that's how it feels like sometimes doing a survey because you're like yeah that but that could explain that but that could explain that but there's we don't so know many anything. avenues but also we don't know much and so do you have to describe all of them or can you just sort of say this I, is- I haven't described all of them but we were we did start with trying to describe them all and that's yeah. when it was like messy there was no story because and- i think that's the same with like even with qualitative research like as i'm sure you'll find when you yeah. like, do your thematic analysis of your interviews is like there is literally in there's an inf- 
infinite amount of ways that you could analyze that research really yeah. and what you could take from it and you have to choose in a way it's your interpretation isn't it and i suppose you have to choose which ones you really deep delve into on the yeah. phd because it, it yes it's a long project but it's not that long we can't we can't explore absolutely every single thing no. you have to be quite specific like um what's the word? selective selective yeah 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 so, so that was my, yeah yeah so i'm really happy about it and oh, i well like, i just feel like really good in a really good mindset in terms of work yeah you're on it i'm on it Keep going on it. Go ass. Go on. We'll get data collected done this week. Yeah. Which is good. Sorry, I just really choked. Yeah. <laughs> I did. It was, uh, it was wild. Go on, what's your genius? Um, well, you've already told it for me. I so know, nice I know. One. I... Thanks for that, Emily. <laughs> it's just like, so exciting. No, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, you just... I'm fine. I don't mind at all. I'm fine. It's fine. Cool, 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 um, cool. <laughs> yeah, so I printed out my thesis, which... I know my thesis is in sustainability, so I am sorry, everybody. I know that's not a good thing to do, but it was sort of a necessity because I need to really read through it on paper as a final edit because you do just see things like to the point where I was reading it and like my main framework, which is like the output of my whole research essentially, was missing like a key thing. And I was like, oh my God, how have I not seen this? How have you missed this? Yeah. So, you know, I think reading it on a screen is very different to reading it in person. So I printed it out. Like you said, it's a fucking wedge. It's a weapon. It's like, honestly, it's, it's like three inches thick and it's like double-sided. It's I don't know crazy. why I said inches. I don't know. It's big. Um, it's a thumb the length. Longer than a thumb, I reckon. It depends on the length of your thumb. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, yeah it is true. about a thumb. Um, and yeah, it did feel so epic, like seeing it printed and holding it in my hands. I was like, what the Wait, hell? Did you finally realise like, well, shit, I've done, done yeah, this. Definitely. But it was quite funny because like, um, having obviously my niece and nephew this weekend, said to her, I was like, look at this room. I was like, this is what I've been working on. And she was like, yeah. Just like <laughs> literally so unimpressed. And I was like, but this is my this is my life's work. work. This is what I've got to show for the last two and a half years. She's like, yeah. Is it a story? What's it about? And I was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, true. I guess it is a story. But it's quite nice to have some perspective as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. yeah. Like, um, yeah. But yeah, so that was, my, that was my genius and it feels pretty cool. So I am planning to send that off to, um, well, as in send off the electronic copy with all my final edits this Friday. Yeah. To my supervisor and hopefully she obviously won't be reading a lot of it. She'll be looking at my track changes on like specific parts. Um and then hopefully she'll give me a go ahead, I guess. My god, it's so scary. I know. I actually but it was met so my exciting. Um, I met my internal examiner last week for the Did first you? time. We were just happened to be at the same event. Wow. Um, so that was quite You're nice. right, yeah. yeah she and then nice. you can see your face her face before. Exactly. Yeah. We'll give a word by we'll do a vibe episode for sure. We will, we'll do we'll, it. You're gonna have to. Should we get on to our ramble for now though? I think we should. a bit of a fun one and we have um questions from you our listeners we do yeah so we put out a little question box last week on instagram just to see what sort of things you guys wanted us to talk about um but actually when we read them we thought these would just be great for us to give some like little quick fire answers to because a lot of them were sort of questions rather than big topics weren't they so yeah and there's certain certain ones that we think there could be big topics, so we'll probably recover them. But yeah, so if you're listening and we haven't covered your suggestion, it's probably because we're going to save it for a bigger episode. It's a big, big event. Big it's event. A, it's, it's a big, big one. It's a big one. It's a big one. So okay. start us off then. Scheduling slash planning your time um, writing. Okay. Okay, so obviously we know my time management's not very good. So over to you, Molly. <laughs> no, but I feel like you do get writing done and you are, you, your, your time management 
is like you find it challenging in some ways, but I do think you yeah. schedule time for writing in quite well. Yeah, I think blocking out your calendar. This is how I do it. I um I've talked about my calendar a lot, and this has helped me massively in in our block out slots um throughout the month to write. So it'll be a write either a writing day or a couple of hours writing. But for me, because I'm dyslexic, I need a whole day to write. I need a whole day to get into the mindset and a whole day to like actually get into the flow. I can't unless it's something like the method section. I can't really just pick it up for two hours. Right, 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 and then put it down. To be honest, I actually am the same. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be able to. Yeah, because it's getting into the right headspace, mm. isn't it? So I think, like, unless you're doing edits, if I was editing what I've already written, then fine, I can just pick it up for a couple of hours. But if I'm actually writing, I'm exactly the same. I either need like a half day or a full day. Yeah. And if it for me, if it's a half day, it needs to be first thing because if I start on something else, I find it really hard to get into writing. To get into that mindset. So yeah, definitely blocking out time would be the big one. Because you're going to lose time. I think you will book, you'll fill up your calendar with other stuff, other stuff, and then you realise you get to, like, I don't know, however long, and go, oh, my God, I haven't done any writing. Yeah. So make sure you do that. And you know what? Start it off, if you're a bit daunting, start off by going with a mate to do it at the yeah. library. or um, Because then it's someone to hold you accountable to. So, like, yeah. if you would normally stop, say, after, like, half an hour because you get distracted or you lose your flow, well, if your mate is still sat there working away, you know, then you're probably going to be inspired to keep going. So... Block out time, do it with a mate if you're struggling. Start early definitely will be mm-hmm. the next thing with writing because even if you don't use the stuff that you write in year one, you probably will use most of it or at least some of it in some way or another. Still write because even if it's not not the final words, it's actually the practice of writing. It's mastering the skill yeah. of writing. So even if you don't use those words, yeah. do you know what I mean? And I guess the other thing as well, which we've talked about before, is um, agreeing timelines with your supervisors so if you say to your supervisor right on the first of next month I'm going to send you like I don't know 2,000 words or something like that then I think that's a great way to make you schedule in time because Mm -hmm. again it's that accountability you don't want to be or I would never want to be that person that says to my supervisor oh sorry I've not done it yeah yeah like I've got the 22nd I've got um to rediscuss my paper again so that's a deadline for me and I needed to get that to them at least two weeks before so so that was a t- deadline that I, that I set and that worked because you're like, okay, well, this is, I need someone, yes, help someone holding you accountable. Definitely. Cool. Next question. Let's do it. Tips for getting started on your PhD work each day. Okay. So this is tough because every day you're not going to be the same amount of motivated or dedicated. Yeah. Like, Actually, that's a good thing. The difference between motivation and dedication. Oh yeah. Cause you can be dedicated and not feel motivated, can't you? Yeah, I mean, that's what a PhD is. You can, ha- like, you start your PhD feeling so motivated because you're so excited. But what's going to get you through it is the dedication, just yes. showing up every day. True. So, like, even those days that you don't feel like, I mean, Bethology gave that really good advice. Of, like, even those days that you don't feel like doing stuff, just do the mundane tasks, do the admin tasks, do something that's easy. Yeah, and I actually found that tip from her so useful because in those final stages of, like, putting the thesis together there were days where I was like I just can't do it I don't have the mental capacity to sit and do that heavy lifting in terms of brain lifting so I did like formatting page numbers spell check reference check whatever it might be mm-hmm. so yeah I guess like the tip for getting started would be to you know have a ritual maybe have a ritual but also I know we advise to eat the frog and you do the habit I first. do think yeah but on some days if you really can't something is better than nothing um, but yeah, ritual, I think that's a good word for it because I definitely have a routine mm. in terms of when I get up, 
I maybe have a walk or sh- I'll, I'll sit or a shower. Wake up, you know what it's gonna <laughs> yeah, be. It's well. gonna be the one. Um, but I start work straight away at like half eight because if I don't, and say if I start doing jobs or like mm-hmm. doing this or doing that, then it eats into the afternoon before you know it. The day's gone. Not I find that when I literally when I don't just get up, have my coffee, have my shower, and do work, I'm then not working till eleven. Yeah, exactly. So find your ritual. Maybe it is different for you because maybe you're a night owl or whatever, but. Find what works for you mm-hmm. um, and just like, stick to it. Just try and keep yourself. And maybe doing it's it. like giving yourself little rewards. So, like, if I, I know that if I start early in the morning, then at like 12, I'm going to make myself a posh coffee downstairs or like yeah. I'm going to finish at four instead of six. You know, like give yourself these little rewards that are going to encourage you to, mm-hmm. to, to get up and just keep, keep going. Yeah, and figure out what works for you. If you don't work well at home, uh, go into the office or the yeah. lab or, or go into the library or go into a cafe and and mix it up for me I like mixing it up but I know I get way more work done at home than I do when I go into the when I see people because it's unbelievable how much more I get done <laughs> same, at home same and like but sometimes you need those days where you commute you, you you sort of have chats and here and there yeah because that's exercise and different skills and that might keep you motivated by having those social elements yeah. you, know, you, you don't just want to be sat at a desk for 12 hours on your own all day no, exactly so it is yeah it's good to mix it up um so next one is how you establish a routine when the work isn't fixed like uni and is so self-motivated and this is quite linked to what we just discussed i think how do we how do you actually how do you stay self self-motivated how do you say well I guess without being really lazy I would definitely <laughs> I would definitely suggest that this person goes and listens to our master and motivation episode because we talk mm-hmm. about this a lot in detail don't we um but I guess in terms of motivation like look at what you've achieved because sometimes when you're doing a long project like a PhD it's easy to feel like you're not making progress you know because it is so long and you feel like you're trudging forward but yeah do a little bit of reflection and I think that's why maybe for you and I having the podcast it's been really good because so beneficial towards my PhD selfishly we sit and we chat what's our stupid what's our genius and sharing those moments those geniuses you realize oh shit like we have come so far and I Mm -hmm. think even when you don't feel like it I think that can be really helpful to be, and I think this, the term is reflexive, isn't it? So yeah. Like, do, practice reflexivity. Maybe it's journaling at the end of each day and being like, this is what I've achieved today. Well, I did that actually at the start of my PhD, oh, year yeah, one and two. I remember you shared that on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would um, every week reflect back on what I did that week, or maybe it was a daily. I can't even remember, but I've got a whole document. I think document. you did it daily. I think I did a daily. I've got, I and actually I went back and looked at it and it was really positive for me because every day I was saying I'm really really overwhelmed or that was my general feelings and emotions I don't feel that anymore no so is that why you stopped doing it Uh, probably and I also yeah I don't know I was trying to like keep a track of how I felt and I guess we got the podcast so I don't really yeah that's true I don't really need it um but I also wanted to I was doing stats and I was doing loads of other stuff so I wanted to be able to track back on why I did the why I made the decisions yeah we're going off topic though sorry (laughs) so obviously it's not fixed and day by day can be very different so I guess for me I'm I'm either in the labs or I'm writing or teaching and they're three very different things and I guess it's just sort of knowing your tasks so I guess prioritization that that episode will be really good as well knowing your tasks knowing your priority and then that's how you can know what you're doing through the week through the month through the year and then you can stick to like, okay, well, I need to do this by this date. Yeah. And that will also help you when it's not like fixed. And I guess like another thing is 
for me, you can make it fix in the sense of like, yeah, you're going to go through different periods. So you might have periods where you're like just in the labs or like just doing analysis or just doing writing up, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But those periods of time are not usually just a day, right? They usually last a couple of weeks or however long. And during that time, that is a fixed time. So make your schedule fixed for that time. So like I've always banged on about this from day one. I've treated the PhD like a job. Mm -hmm. I've not considered myself a student in that sense. So like if it helps... I know in the question it says like how to establish a routine when the work isn't fixed make it make it fixed yeah like for me I treated it especially because like my husband has a nine to five sort of job I wanted to fit in with his routine anyway so make it fixed for me it was fixed I started work at half eight and I finish at five and when I like when I took that your advice and did that because I live on my own I I could easily work until the late night and I did but once I made it fixed, it became so much more like, well, I've got this time to do it. You do it or you don't. Yeah, and it's leaving that student mindset in yeah. a way, isn't it? Yeah, and like, because the PhD is so like up in the air and not fixed, make your life around it. That really helped me as well. Your life around it fixed. So I have Mondays, I do the food shop. Tuesdays, I go climbing. Wednesdays is a me day. Thursdays is a climbing day. Friday is probably tidy the house because it's yeah, messy. Yeah. And then I have the weekend then to myself to do what I want. So then throughout the week, it's very structured and I don't have to think, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I have like a routine outside of work and then that keeps me quite fixed in work. Absolutely. No, I love it. Okay. So um, next one is how to read research papers efficiently. I sometimes feel like I take too much time. Okay. (laughs) Oh, and also what's your methods of taking notes from them? Thanks. Love your pods. That's cute. That is nice. Um, Well... This I probably shouldn't admit to this, but obviously as you get into later stages, when you're first year, I'll talk about that in a second, mm-hmm. where I'm at now, I tend Skip. to read like the introduction, the abstract and the conclusion and then whatever else I need to. So when you're later stages, you can get away with doing that because you know what you're looking for, right? Yeah. In the early stages, first year, when maybe you're really just trying to get to grips with a new topic, learn the literature, see what's going on out there, then yeah, you do have to often read full papers. Um, I would say... Well, my one big thing would be to do not overestimate. Do not. Did I just say those words correctly? Do not overestimate. Yeah. So do not. I thought it came out. Do like. Is that a double language. negative? Do not overestimate. Don't es- Don't overestimate. Yeah, yeah no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I don't know. Don't overestimate. We need to stop doing this on Monday mornings. <laughs> Our brains are. Oh my god. Shmush. Really? Yeah. Uh, don't overestimate how many papers you can read in a day because. Like, I was at a writing retreat the other day and another PhD student said to me her goal for the day, what she shared with the group, was to read 10 papers. <laughs> I know joke. And, but the thing is, when you Some don't... Some people can, I guess, but no, I they can't. can't. They can't. Oh, I okay, don't can. And when you're a new PhD student, you don't know what's acceptable and what's meant, what you're meant to be doing, right? So I remember thinking that, like, is it okay that I'm only reading this amount? But I would honestly say... You're constantly second-guessing yourself, yeah. aren't you, as early? You're like, I'm not doing enough work. If I had read, like, two or three papers in detail and made detailed notes, that's enough. So yeah. I would say, you know, don't overestimate how much you can read. Yeah. Firstly would be my big thing. Yeah, I, yeah, so yes, agree. I would say how I read them efficiently. Sometimes I take too long. You, sometimes you do. So sometimes you do take too long and that's okay, but you're really taking it in. And 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 maybe just change that mindset of like, well, no, you, you can only read two papers that yeah, day. Because yes, you need to be efficient, but really you need to be thorough. So, yeah. you know, and I get... And it's what your purpose is of reading that paper. I was just going to say one way to be efficient will be like, from day one, I was advised to start an Excel spreadsheet. I, think I was about, about to say, yeah, 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 yeah. This and is like, a method of note-taking. I've but got... it fits with the efficiency yeah. because for each column, I had like 
title of paper, keywords, but Same. then also key aim of the paper, the, what the like a summary of the methodology, a summary of the key findings, how it related to my research and have those different columns. And that actually is a way to increase your efficiency because when you're reading the paper then, you're like conscious of what you're looking for and it gives you a bit of direction when you're reading. So you, if, you've, if you're if you reading, you're thinking, well, hang on a minute, I'm not able to make any of the notes I need yet. Well, then you're not reading yeah. efficiently maybe. And then that way you don't reread papers. I remember starting to reread papers and be like, I swear, because... I, I clearly wasn't reading efficiently because I was just read, 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 read. And then I was like, read them, like read more papers. And yeah, I was like, you Wait. can't maintain that no, one no, no. Head, can you? But just remember like as well, you don't, obviously papers are really good and you should be reading papers, but there's other sources of how to gain that informational knowledge, like seminars, webinars, YouTube. True. And and that might be your, that that's where I learned most of my stuff is learning through people. And yeah, going through. it can complement it, but you can't get away from the literature at the end well, of the yeah, day. Like yeah. we all have to do a literature, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So, yeah. um, but. Getting, a, getting that document and making sure, I mean, you can find templates on online and yeah, you just literally say like title, date, author, and then you can filter it out. So I can click, I don't know, I categorize it. So say like covid and I click on that COVID button and then it filters out on Excel spreadsheet all the COVID papers that I've read. Yeah, and then you can like control F. You know, if you read, if you find a paper and you're like, have I read this? You just go into your little spreadsheet, control F. Ah, yes, I've read it. Here's the notes. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. that's our tips for that Easy one. peasy, lemon squeezy. <laughs> that's what a peach tea is. <laughs> sure. Um, okay, so this one's going to be hard on, on the cuff because we haven't really... On the cuff? On the Off cuff. the cuff. On the cuff. On the cuff. <laughs> it could be on the cuff. I don't know. <laughs> Five or any um, things you wish you had known slash done when starting out. Okay. Let's alternate because I need some time. First one <laughs> is when I first started out, just being cut. This is so loose, but just being kind to yourself and just knowing that you don't actually need to, what we kind of said, you don't need to be working your butt off. You don't need to be doing, I don't know, tons and tons of stuff when you just have started you are meant to be there. It doesn't matter if you, like, I know imposter syndrome is one of the major things that kicked in for me when I first started. And I was like, well, I'm not doing enough. I don't even deserve it. And I'm just sort of, I don't know, yeah, reading one or two papers a day, if that. Some days I do I do nothing. But I also was doing loads of admin stuff because you've got, you've got a lot to do when you first start. And also, I was I started during COVID. So that's the networking time. And I didn't really get that. So it was sort of like, I'm not even going in, meeting people, figuring out the lab. It was sort of, I was just sort of sat at home. So I think my big, I wish I knew, like, it's okay to to also have days where you do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's a good one. Yeah. I like it. Um, I'm really struggling. <laughs> I definitely should have thought about this in advance. Um, I guess one thing I wish I'd have known um, was, I, and again, because I started in COVID, same, same day yeah. as you. Um, would be like the importance of having like networks and connections and things like that because I do think the time period where I have had closer friendships so like we obviously have a little group that we see each other don't we and then you and I see each other a lot Um, those times have just been happier for me and easier you know Um, so I would say I wish I'd have known that I needed people <laughs> I yeah. guess yeah maybe that's it that I needed people actually to support me on that because I'm very and I'm sure a lot of people that do PhDs are very like you know we're self um 
self-depending and all those things. And We're that probably is quite great. stubborn. Yeah, and that is a great, great way to be. But at the same time, yeah, it's okay to need those connections mm. and to feel like you want to be around people and to share that journey. Because you hear a lot, um, and we, we've said it, and you do hear it a lot online about the PhD being a solo journey, a lonely journey, an isolating journey. And it can be all those things. But I think if you can make it more of a community, yeah. that's really beneficial. Yeah, definitely. That's sort of... I don't know, I'm going to kind of steal yours as well and add to it. So as a third tip... I feel like that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ask for help, knowing you can ask for help. And in terms of what you said, yeah, ask for help in in support and your social networks and, and that. But also, if you don't know what you're doing in a task, ask someone, I don't know what I'm doing. Because I was very reluctant to this. I was like, I need to figure out, I need to figure it out. And I... And you're just going to suffer and you're yeah. going to suffer in silence. And I think there was a point where I um, was like, I don't know how to do this or oh, I'm really struggling. And I asked someone and they literally knew the answer within seconds. And then I had wasted a week of me trying to be like, oh, I need to figure out, I need to figure out. Yeah, and it's they were just like, like fear or pride that stops you, isn't it? Full on fear. And it's that imposter syndrome that's stopping you from progressing because I was yeah. like, well, I should know it. If I'm doing a PhD, I should be able to know it. I should be able to do it. But actually, nah, we could, nah, <laughs> nah. Because the whole point of doing a PhD is you're you're there to learn and you're there to learn of other people. And it's a, it's a qualification, not... Yeah, it's like an apprenticeship. Yeah. We're training at yeah. the end of the day. And I think linked to that as well, <laughs> we're going to keep doing this out. Yeah. Linked to that, linked to that um, is the idea that like, and in terms of asking for help, is the supervisor relationship. I think... Um, knowing from the outset how important that relationship is, it can make or break your PhD, yep. literally. Yep. So I would say at all costs, do your best to maintain a positive relationship, even when there's times when they fuck you off uh-huh. and you think, why are you telling me to do that? You yep. literally told me the opposite two weeks ago. I've been spending two weeks doing it mm-hmm. and now you're turning it and you're flipping it. There has been, I love my surprises, but I've had times like that, right? Yeah. And you just sometimes, you have to decide when it's best to like, Bite your lip yeah. and it, for the sake of the good relationship because ultimately, like, when it gets to the later stages, you need them and, you know, they can really be the difference between you finishing, not finishing um, and having a good time and not having a good time. So just foster those relationships and yeah. nurture them and just try your best. I know sometimes that these relationships are surprises that are just really problematic, but I think usually they can be saved even when it's tricky to start with. 100%. Yeah, agreed. Um, another one would be your. Maybe it's not necessarily. No, I guess it's a wish and no. You you will learn so much about yourself. Good, bad. <laughs> Good, bad. Yeah, yeah. No, like I, my mental health has never been challenged in a way that, ha- like I've never had so much, so many challenges, mental health wise. Um, before I don't know. It's in such a new, different way that I've never experienced before. And it can really take a toll on you or it can, which is what it did for me, is help me progress as a person. Well, both probably. So, well, probably both, Probably yeah. takes a toll initially, doesn't it? And then... Well, yeah, yeah. And then you have to acknowledge it and you have to, I mean, maybe seek out. I obviously seeked out therapy and I, I told people that I don't have the capacity to be how I used to be in, in terms of like... Because you, you kind of have to be quite selfish. Your PhD at the end of the day always comes first. So I think acknowledging that and and telling your loved ones that this is something, this is the hardest thing I'm ever going to do. And I might be withdrawn a bit or I might 
be there and and there'll be times where I won't be around and and I don't know that was a struggle for me because I'm very sociable and I love being around people and I love being able to be there for them emotionally but I couldn't because I had my my containers we talk about yeah is is constantly full during a PhD you're, you're constantly filling it up and you still want to be able to be there for people some sometimes you can't so I think that would be something I wish I'd known maybe it's okay to to be able to just say that and take time for yourself but also you will get challenged in different ways and and there'll be this just level of stress <laughs> but it's a very good way yeah but I I can't I'm definitely the healthiest and happiest I've been and and so logically and I, I feel so like more yeah I I, I less react and I'm more I guess just remembering that like I think a lot of people have a tendency to like obviously I know things like anxiety exist I've had it myself mm-hmm. so I know that but you know it's easy to feel when you have stress or anxiety mm-hmm. that you therefore have anxiety as like a condition or but it's okay to feel anxious and stressed you know that's a normal human feeling to experience and to not let that I guess overcome you because I yeah in first year I was definitely let it overcome me mm. and then you know it's a it, you have to realize don't you that okay this is a normal level of stress or a normal level of anxiety yes and to not let it take over your head a little bit I suppose yeah yeah and still acknowledging yeah yeah it's that sort of acknowledgement but also balance between yeah, yeah. I fully agree with you not being like that's it a bad week a bad month that I'm doomed that's for life what, yeah that's, that's how I, mean. I felt I had this like real like weighted like oh my god life's up. and then you'd come out of it and be like oh I just was stressed because I was doing my stats. Exactly. And it's like, that's a normal feeling to have. <laughs> exactly. I think as well, just to like quick fire off, because I think with that question, it was like, what do you wish you had known? And therefore it implies what did we not know at the start? Mm. I guess like, I just wanted to share a few tips as well that I would give people literally, I'm just going to boom Go these on. out. So don't worry. Yeah. I mean, he's looking at me like, oh shit, this oh, is going to no. take, no, 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 no. I mean, it's going to be going on. I was more like, <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> just some tips as in like that give I have the done. Oh yeah. Go and on. that I think, I'm like, oh shit, if you're a PhD student, do these. This okay. is what helped me. Okay. So here we go, Em. And go you on. can do this after two. Number one, treat it like a job. Yep. For me, that's a biggie. Two, write early. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it is. Yep, I regret writing. not writing early. Fully regret it. Write early, yeah. Three, keep a document from day one of written out references. So in actual Harvard style or whatever you're using, every time you reference something in your work, whether you're going to use that later or not, stick a reference, get it in order and just keep a big master document going. I'm saying that because I'm at the end now and I've been bit on the ass by that. So keep you not got it in a... Um... No, I did have it, but I didn't have it all quite in the same style. So for example, they have to be identical. So like... Yeah, but did you not have it? Do you not have a software that... Sorry, no, we don't. Do you not have a software that you use? Like, yeah, Zotero, not... but it's still not all absolutely not, accurate. No? no, it doesn't give Shit. you it to the... Because that's what I've got. Well, whatever it is you're using, just make sure that your references are being, mm-hmm. being catalogued properly because that yep. was a big time saver. Just because like, for example, when I was... I, I've had to re-read through my reference list four times last week gross and it's like 50 pages gross and um, because like some of them the page numbers was written like pp dot and then the page numbers <sighs> some of it was written like p dot yeah and um, some of them had dois and they shouldn't have had dois some of them had brackets around the date some of them had full stops around the date some of them were in capital each word was capitalized some of them weren't so i'm talking formatting get that done early that's yeah, what i'm saying so it's easy a, as well and it's a huge time saver yeah. honestly um, my other one would be, as we've said before, get involved in external stuff, whether mm-hmm. it's being a rep, whether it's in like volunteering in a society, whether it's doing a bit of teaching, do other yeah. stuff, otherwise you'll be bored shitless, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so do other stuff. So they're my little tips that I just yeah. want to share. Yes, 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 yes. So to, uh, one more um, is when you have done something 
that you've struggled with and you've got through the other end and you've solidified to say if you're analyzing results or doing stats or anything like that make sure you take a note of why you did it justify because you will come have to come back and someone will ask you why did you do that and you won't remember even though you think it's a monumental thing you won't remember I've literally done that of like why did I do that stats and I remember spending weeks on it figuring out what stats I want to run and I was like, I won't forget this. That's actually such a good one because that is basically the Bible as well, yeah. right? You're literally having to defend stuff. So if, like Em says, you can keep a little like reflective journal of exactly yeah. why you did stuff. When I say journal, like Word document, whatever. Also another tip is um, write down when you do presentations or anything like that, the questions you have because they usually are the questions you get in your Bible. Yeah. Or if not, it's just good practice and you can reflect back on like whether you answered them in a way you'd want to. One more. On. <laughs> we mentioned this last week. Keep a CV. Everything you do, pop it on the CV. Yeah, I haven't done that, so that's, that's going to bite me in the bottom. In the little bottom. Final one is handling the student slash staff crossover. PhD is a weird middle ground and hard to navigate. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is awkward, isn't it? It's, it's I think, hmm, good question. It will naturally progress. I know that sounds horrible. It's probably not helpful. I mean, I think it is a really, it's a good comment to have sent because it's something that you don't realise when you start a PhD that you don't realise you're going to be in a middle ground, right? You, I didn't realise that that was a thing. But yeah, you quickly realise, hang on a minute, I'm a student when they want me to be a student, but I'm a staff member when they want me to be a staff member. So it's yeah. like, and I, I do think it's probably I think very, Hannah Montana are it. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> you get the best of uh, both worlds. I agree, you do get the best of both worlds, but sometimes you can feel like you don't maybe belong to either. Potentially, yeah. I don't know. And I reckon it's probably very university-specific. Some unis are probably better at, like, in, in, including PhD students is staff and vice versa. Like, I know at some universities, um, like the other one in our city, they each PhD student has like a staff profile on the internet, which I think is really cool. We that's don't get really that. That's really cool. We don't get that. Um, so that's like a nice little distinction because you do, you, especially when we're having to teach, right? Like I had a student that said to me once, "Are you a student?" And they find that a bit weird because they're like a student's teaching me. So I explained, yeah. "Oh, I'm actually a PhD student, so I'm more like a member of staff." Yeah, but it is. It's a weird thing. And to... I've been asked that in a um, panel discussion. They were like, "So." Like, as a PhD student, what would you rather be classed as, a student or a staff member? And I was like, well, obviously I can't speak for everyone, but I would say that majority want to be seen as a staff member because we are, um, although, like, we're still students, it's a weird middle ground because although we're still students, we do have more responsibilities as staff members and we'd be like seen as colleagues more as, as yeah. students, but also still acknowledging the fact that we are still learning. Yeah, and it's weird because... I don't know if I do want to be a staff member. In a in a way, mm. I like being a student in the sense of like less is asked of me, less yes. is expected of me. You can be more casual. I don't just mean in how you dress, but that is something you know. You can be more informal a little yeah. bit in how you like come to the university, how you show up at the university. Mm. Like for example, if we were staff members, you know the way we flit around the uni doing stupid podcast reels or whatever it is we won't be able to do that so I don't know in a way I think you get to have more fun as a student yeah basically I think you hit the nail on the head and in it just see it as an opportunity to have the best of both worlds yeah be a student be able to be a bit more carefree also like you already said about how you know we're learners and you're acknowledged as a learner because you're a student mm. but then you know you can have those perks of being a staff member yeah um, and and don't stress too much I mean when I started I was like that's it I have to now dress professional, so I look like I'm not a student anymore. And I mean, that's... That lasted about a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That lasted like two months. And I was 
And I was just not dressing how, and I felt like I needed to get a whole new wardrobe. Luckily, I didn't. I did go to a trade shop and get some like smart shirts, and I was wearing that in, and I was thinking, hang on. No, like, yeah, no. Whereas if you were a staff member, you would probably feel like you had to. Yeah. I guess, like, if you want to um, get sort of more familiar with the staff in the faculty, maybe because you're hoping to get a job there, or maybe you just want to learn from them a bit more, I would say, you know, start going to events. So whether it's, like, I'm sure they have maybe, like, webinars on their topics, or, like, in our faculty, they have a thing called, like, keywords, and it's, um, like, a series of events where each event a different staff member comes and talks about a keyword yeah. and you know I presented as that which I was the first student to do that because mm. they were really keen to sort of engage PhD students so go to things like that they do like um you know like faculty forums stuff like that you know if you want to be seen more as a staff member then start going to stuff as a staff member yes um, and you just no one's gonna no one's gonna invite you unfortunately you have to just sort of like invite yourself, yourself. yeah, yeah. I would say to do that but just enjoy that little crossover I think exactly and it naturally progresses the the my supervisors at the start were very I guess almost distant with me and in because they don't know you and they 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 deal and you feel so like special because you're like I'm a PhD student but they deal with so many PhD students so PhD students come in and out of their life and they, yeah. they they nurture them but as they progress they get to know you you get to know them and it's that natural progression that natural relationship forms and you do feel like you're more of a colleague at the end of it than at the start. I felt so much like a student and now I feel more. Definitely. So I think just enjoy that natural progression. Enjoy yeah. the enjoy the best of both worlds. Hannah Montana it. Hannah Montana it. And also like recognise that as a student, you have a lot of power because like students um, are oh, yes. the customers in a university. I know that's a shitty way of looking at it, but it's the truth. And as a student, you have so much power. So like you know, if you want to make changes in the university, whether it's really tiny changes, like get a new printer in your PhD room or whatever it might be, or make a big change with in terms of equity or something like that, the university listen to students so, so much, much more than they do to staff. So again, like look at this, the crossover and think, right, how can I um, benefit myself the most or have impact for other people the most in which role? Yeah. And just, you know, go with it. Literally, that's the whole point of why we created that society because I was talking to a staff member and she was like, Actually, I think in terms of access to money and the student the um, student union and that sort of stuff, you can access so much more as a student. She was like, whereas me, I don't really get much say. So create the society. And what we did, we, we did. We just asked for money. We got money. We ran an event. Yeah, exactly. As easy as that. Yeah. <laughs> no stress involved. So enjoy it, guys. At the end of the day, as much as we're trying, we're not going to be students forever. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I want to be. <laughs> You can be, but we'll just be unfunded students and that's not fun. <laughs> no, that's not fun. Um, so we've covered quite a few of your tips. We do have loads more comments, so thank you so much for those. But as I say, we're going to save those for some chunkier episodes. Um, so keep a listen out for them. But as we've said to you before, if you've got other things you want us to talk about, then just drop us a message on Instagram. It's supergenius underscore pod and we'll do our best to give you a cheeky episode on yeah it. yeah we really appreciate it and we appreciate all your feedback we it makes do. our days if it's it? been helpful today then let us know again come over to the uh, instagram but also leave us a review please please you've yeah. got like quite a lot of oh, I, literally, I literally saw that and i was like wait what people are actually people are actually doing it huh? and it makes us so happy so so happy yeah the, the egomaniac people in us just yeah, yeah, yeah. give us more of it we actually it? no we're very simple people and that sort of stuff makes us gratification please give it to me <laughs> but we've got some good quotes for you slash probably quite shit actually <laughs> 
actually <laughs> no fucking glue. Actually, I don't want to bear bill because it's going to be so bad. <laughs> but should we get them anyway? I think we should. should for our desperation. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. Okay. So we've got some inspiration for the desperation. Yeah. How inspiring it is, we'll let you decide. Should we let Aurora decide? We could, couldn't we? Yeah, let's, let's do, do that. Okay, so we have our little judge on today. So sorry, listeners, you've been revoked from your your voting. Yeah, Aurora's going to vote for us. Because <laughs> normally me and Emily battle it out. And let's be honest, it's always mine that wins. It is always mine No, I'm joking. I need to stop saying that. I'm getting too cocky. <laughs> but today, Aurora is going to be the one that tells us. So Emily, you go with your quote first. Okay, mine's very simple. It's progress, not perfection. And it's all about sort of how people like to um, get confused with perfectionism gets confused with having high standards and you know that means sort of reviewing countless things quite a lot of times wasting a lot of time over being like a perfectionist rather than just progression and progression is usually good enough um so it's also going back to that quote of like don't let perfect perfect get in the way way of good enough yeah so read that again the, the little quote um progress not perfection okay so did you hear that aurora progress not perfection so it means like if you want to do if you want to learn a new skill just keep at it because progress is better than trying to do something perfect have you ever have you ever tried to learn like a guitar or Mm, no no what about when you do gymnastics (gasps) i used to do gymnastics Mm. Because it's like, at the end of the day, it's better to just be trying and getting better than always trying to be perfect yes. and not getting anywhere with it, isn't it? Otherwise, you'll yeah. never do that cartwheel. Mm. What yeah. do you reckon about that quote, then? Should I like it? Yeah. It's all right. Not amazing. Are you ready for Anson Moll's quote? Yeah, I've already seen it. She Stop likes, looking she over my better. shoulder. <laughs> so my quote is, when you feel like quitting, think about why you started. And so I guess mm-hmm. my quote is just thinking mm-hmm. about... There are going to be really difficult days when you do your PhD, when you feel like quitting. And in those moments, try and remember why you're there, why you're doing it in the first place, what you love about it. And usually it's enough to make you feel like carrying on. So what do you think about that quote, Aurora? Good. Okay. But which is better? Ellie. Yeah! You know, you absolute traitor. You know what? You know why I did it? It's because I brought in gymnastics. I was like, let's hear it. I am going to tickle you so bad right now. This has been Stupid Genius and I'm murdering my knees. Joy, we love you. Bye.